Coming up on Plane Crazy Down Under. We catch up with an Avalon icon as Peter Meehan prepares to hang up the mic for the final time. The commentary for me has been an absolute joy and uh, I will miss the air show, but I will continue to attend the air show. And his heir apparent, Tony Moclair, as he looks forward to taking the reins. Look, I definitely bring uh, a lot of knowledge about aviation and uh, experience as a broadcaster. It's fusing those two and getting the uh, public speaking part of it. And things are moving ahead for Australia's second largest air show, following Avalon's big Illawarra announcement. We are going to change the name of Wings Over Illawarra to Air Shows Down Under Shell Harbour. So get those air show deck chairs ready, it's time to get plain crazy. everyone, welcome back to Playing Crazy Down Under, the show where we talk aviation right here in the great southern land. Steve Fisher, welcoming you back and it's great to have back with me. Also, my friend and co-host Grant McHeron. Mate, uh, you've been doing some air show commentary again, which is kind of topical because that's uh, pretty much what we're going to be talking about for most of this show. It sure is, mate. It's good to be back. Uh, yeah, it was uh, part of the team at Avalon and uh, also worked with Angela Stevenson at Benella doing commentary up there for uh, one of Paul Bennett air shows team they were part of it they did all the air display organizing but it was the uh 90th anniversary of the uh Benalla gliding club was actually last year but because of floods they couldn't run it so we had to delay to this year and it was a scorcher 36 degrees celsius uh was the ambient temperature probably up around 40 on the tarmac but uh that's some pretty hard compact terrain you know at an airport it's not really grassy or lush or anything like that especially in a rural victorian area so yeah probably 36 to 38 and uh, not very humid either so it was just keep up the fluids and get on with it <laughs> yeah i think um you know anybody who uh, travels up and down the hume highway uh, here in victoria when you're heading uh, north towards sydney or south back to melbourne you can sort of look across uh, when you go past Benalla and you can see the airfield there and you can quite often most weekends you can see a lot of glider operations going on there. It's uh, certainly a big centre for it and it's uh, great wide open spaces, great tracks of uncontrolled airspace where they can get out and do that sort of stuff and uh, it's a really uh, significant little operation out there. But uh, Grant, talking about uh, regional air shows, uh, you know, before we go on and talk about the big one at Avalon, um, regional air shows are just so important, aren't they, in engaging not only the people who have already got the aviation bug, people like you and me and a lot of our listeners, but also um, in an industry particularly that uh, sometimes struggles a bit and that's general aviation, it's really an opportunity for those of us who've already got the bug to get out there and hopefully promote it to the general community and who knows, maybe a few more people can, can catch that flying bug. Uh, there were lots of kids there, very interested, lots of general public and so on. And yeah, the goal was to show them that aviation can be fun. Uh, we had a moth miner. 1920s, 1930s aircraft, and uh, got some great chats with the uh, guy who owns it and flies it. Uh, former Royal Australian Navy pilot, actually, used to land uh, Grumman S2 trackers on HMAS Melbourne. Wow. So, yeah, uh, maybe coming on the show in the not-too-distant future, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see you took the opportunity to twist his arm in the nicest possible way. Yeah, yeah, it took all of three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Grant, um, you know, we're talking about commentary and a lot of people think, oh, you just get up there and talk, but uh, you and I are quite experienced at doing air show commentary and um, it really does take quite some preparation. It certainly does, but it's also not just having all the stats and the awareness and everything. It's amazing what I can rattle off now without even looking at my notes because I've done it so often. Yeah. 
but it's also knowing about pacing and also letting the aircraft talk and things like that. So yes, uh, bad commentary can ruin a good display. Good commentary can help a good display, but it's making it so that the general public, not just the the people really interested in aviation, but the general public get what you're on about and why this is so cool. Yeah, we might come back a little bit later in the show and talk about some other aspects about air show commentary because really once you get into it, actually it's it's really quite the art form. But let's move on to Avalon. Now, of course, for many, many years, in fact, over 30 years, the the voice of Avalon has been Peter Me. And anybody who's turned up and, and been to the air show there at Avalon will have heard him talking right through and being able to rattle off so many stats and facts and figures and, and have great interview guests and really make that show flow right throughout the day. Well, uh, Avalon 2023 was uh, actually the swan song for uh, Peter Mean. He's uh, decided to hang up the microphone and this was his last one. So uh, we took the opportunity to uh, jump into the commentary box between displays and have a chat with Peter and of course his heir apparent, Tony Moakley. Peter Meehan, welcome back once again. It's been a while. Welcome back to Playing Crazy Down Under. How have you been? Uh, well, and it's always good to talk about aeroplanes. It's always good to talk about the air show. And how have I been? I've been really good. And uh, while ever I'm around aviation, I'm at my happiest. Yep. Oh, and good wine. <laughs> aviation, good wine, so long as you're not flying at the time as pilot in command. Correct. But, uh, yeah, it always puts a bit of a pep back in your step, doesn't it, being it does. around aviation? Yeah. It in does. a show like this? yeah. Peter, you've been the uh, voice of Avalon. I, my first Avalon was tw- uh, 1999, and you were, had been the voice of Avalon for some time at that point. And yep. then every Avalon, I've been associated with your voice on the PA. So uh, you've built up a lot of experience. Well, I joined in 1992, and I, I, I don't like saying it was a fledgling air show. But it really wasn't. But by today's standard, it was a, quite a basic air show. And there were international guests and visitors, and the flying was terrific. The RAAF participation, Navy and Army, was, it was terrific, yep. but not to the level and the dynamics of what this air show is now showing, and the air shows of the last 10 to 15 years. But now 30 years have rolled on, and uh, commentary for me has been an absolute joy. Uh, what's joyful about it is the unpredictable elements of the fluid movement of air shows and what goes on to make an air show work. And that fluid movement really does at times test you to see how mobile we are, I am, to cope with the fluid movement. And and it's very real. And you've really got to think up on the ball of your feet very often. But at the end of this air show, uh, it's time for me to hang up my microphone uh, for all sorts of reasons. But uh, I'm going on to another stage uh, in my life and my business and uh, I will miss the air show, but I will continue to attend the air show. Excellent. Yeah. Well, it won't be an air show without you here, I tell you. It's, oh, that's very kind. It's, it's, it, even if you're not coming over the PA for longer than just a guest segment, it's, it's, it would be great to have you doing that. Well, I'm, I'm very glad that Tony Moclear has been my co-commentator this year, and I hope Tony uh, is in the slot in two years from now. Uh, competent uh, commentator. Excellent knowledge on aviation, civil and military, and has an acute understanding of uh, talk short, write short, brevity, and commercial radio uh, packaging. And that's what commentary really has to be, because the endless waffle of yesteryear doesn't have an audience. Mm -hmm. You can do exit research as much as you like. No one will tell you what you said. Mm -hmm. They have not got a clue. So it's got to be short, it's got to be sharp, and... Interesting. 
Tony, that's a big wind-up there. And, uh, of course, we've heard you on 3AW for many years and many other radio stations. And uh, I know you and I like to get on the radio and talk about aviation. Yep. Much to the chagrin of one of your former producers, <laughs> I might add. That's right. <laughs> but she's not here, so we can no, talk No, we can talk planes. Hey, let's go, Steve. <laughs> oh, hang on. How much battery life have we got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got more spare batteries. It's OK. <laughs> Great. <laughs> So, Tony, um, you know, now some of us would like to live dreams. Mine would be to do air show commentary, which I've done, and yeah. you know, the other would be to work on radio, which I'll probably edge you out of one day. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that another time. Right. But uh, <laughs> what a dream, hey, mate. It's, it's fantastic, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. And you, look, everything you said about Peter is uh, 100% correct. Um, I've been coming to the air show since 92, and he's as much a part of it as the Australian Defence Force. You know, you, you can't think of an air show without the ADF or without Peter. And, uh, you know, in succeeding him, I feel like the roulette's going up after the Black Eagles. So, uh, but look, um, <laughs> well, no, you know, it's, no, that's, that's not a knock on anyone. Um, exactly. Thank you. So, um, it's, look, uh, to, to be up close watching, uh, watching how it goes has been fascinating and eye-opening and um, yeah, I, look, I definitely bring uh, a lot of knowledge about aviation and uh, experience as a broadcaster. So it's fusing those two and getting the, uh, I guess, the, the public speaking part of it, nailing that down uh, during the course of this air show. So I'm primed and ready for uh, two years hence. Now, you, you've done uh, Wings Over Illawarra in the yes. past. But, I mean, that's a big crowd and yeah. it's, it's, it's a good education having done it myself. Yeah. So now you're in front of one of the biggest crowds ever. Is, yeah. How's that impacting you? Because I know when I was doing a, a commentary in 2019 for a couple of acts, yeah. that was, you just had to put it out of your mind and just, yeah. uh, just focus on what you were saying, not who was listening. Is that pretty much it? Well, no, it's all, look, like Peter said, it's all about craft and uh, just ignoring, uh, yeah, I guess ignoring the crowd and... and also addressing your audience, um, and I've organised two F-35s to turn up as well. Excellent. Oh, mate, I have that kind of power. Peter, I remember the first time when we spoke to you on the program many, many years ago, um, one of the things that really stood out for us, and we'd not done any commentary ourselves at that time, but you talked to us a lot about the importance of preparation before the air show. Can you talk to us a bit about how you prepare uh, for the air show? Uh, for me, preparation is sort of ongoing. I had 24 years in the Air Force Reserve uh, getting out as a squadron leader a media manager. So during that 24 years and the years prior to me getting into the reserve, living with it all the time is really the preparation. And uh, I write notes, as Tony Moclair writes notes, but I prefer to uh, go from what's on my mind in commentary and speak, apart from the mandatory housekeeping that we have to do, sponsorship mm -hmm. and credits for this, credits for that, uh, and that's uh, all written commentary. But the preparation really is ongoing. When there's no air show, I for always have just kept preparing. Yeah. When something new comes out, like Air Force is about to take delivery uh, very soon of the uh, Triton and Peregrine unmanned vehicles to support the uh, maritime surface and subsurface patrols. And uh, we're, I think we're both up to speed on that, and the Air Force don't have them yet. Mm. So it's, it's, an ongoing, it's an ongoing task. And I think one of the other things that we perhaps didn't appreciate was that there are contingencies that you've got to be ready for in case something you know unexpected does happen. You've got to know what to tell the crowd. Uh, yes, uh, that's exactly true. Uh, Ringmaster, for all sorts of reasons, will swap acts around. Mm -hmm. uh, there can be anything from an engine fail to start. There can be anything from 
a Navy helicopter with an Australian flag underneath that won't unfurl, which goes for another 15 minutes trying to unfurl it. So we accommodate those uh, things that have things that happen, yeah. and th th that's what air shows are all about. Yeah. Expect the unexpected. Der <laughs> Darren Hinch said that. Yes, he did. And uh, the classic line was a wing commander I used to work for. He said, Grant, have I ever told you that flexibility wins wars? Which was normally my prompt to go, gee, Mike, yes, you have once or twice. What's broken now and what are we trying to fix? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. flexibility is what you need. Yes, indeed. And uh, so, Tony, you're picking that up, that flexibility and getting ready to roll with the punches? Well, that's certainly what I've um, witnessed over yesterday and today, which we did a run through uh, Monday um, today's, I think, been a more representative day. Um, but and, and Peter has, to his credit, drummed that into me. That um, I, I guess I had an expectation from a visitor to the air show that everything was meticulously planned and it went off as planned. But you realise we're dealing with machines mm. and we're dealing with people. So um, and weather and weather. So the unexpected thing does happen. So um, we have a a list of aircraft and flight times that they're taking off. You have to take that as a guide and you have to be prepared front foot and anticipate that things will go wrong and uh, and be ready to cover that. Mm. And that, look, that's either filling the void with uh, information or a chat about a given aircraft or stepping back and letting the music mm -hmm. do the heavy lifting. So, it's again, that's all uh, radio craft. Yep. And, uh, like, I remember I've had some, uh, some air shows and it's been bucketing with rain. We, we don't have the uh, accommodation that we have here. Uh, I've been standing out there with co-commentators or on my own with an umbrella and rain gear and just saying, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we can expect. This is what's coming up. It's so much better when you've got pre-recorded stuff, music, uh, yeah. sponsorship yeah. and things. You must have it. Yeah. Yes. And, and that was a good education for a few people putting them on. Was We'd said you need all this stuff pre-recorded. We're <laughs> sitting in front of the commentary desk in the open at the moment. 1997, this was seven to eight inches packed with... Uh, hail. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah, the massive hailstorm. And it was 35 degrees, one of those days. Yeah. So, Melbourne. you know, quickly <laughs> clear away the hail and get on with life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, the two of you, you're handing over the reins to Tony. Oh, uh, yes. I'm going to do a leading question because I know the answer, which is uh, we've also got another couple of people who are joining you for the session, and I'm extremely fortunate to be one of them. Yes, yes, and you're very welcome, Grant. Uh, as is uh, Angela Stevenson, who, uh, in her own right as a pilot and a successful uh, writer, producer and uh, administrator uh, of uh, women pilots, uh, is very, very welcome indeed. She joined us for the first time, as you did, mm. in 2019. Yep. And both of you are very welcome back, mm -hmm. from my point of view, but that's going to be up to Tony. <laughs> you know, he uh, might say, ah, no, 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 you won't. Well, I'm, I'm surprised he's a lot nicer to me, Grant, oh, <laughs> the next two years. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm surprised you've even let me this close. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, okay, is there anything else you, either of you gents would like to say while we're here? I'd like to admire the uh, ground support to this air show. Like, we admire the ground support that the Air Force get, the groundies, the engineers, but the people, the volunteers of this air show, they are really, maybe they're not thankless, but I get the feeling sometimes they are. Very, very important people. The air, uh, the air safety officers, the uh, Civil Aviation Safety Authority, their involvement, the fireys, the ambulance, the police, and the uh, ingredients of the interlocking of all these services to make 
us enjoy an air show, a flying display with uh, ground support that is unsurpassed. And the static display people, they largely go unnoticed by us because the flying is attractive, but Army and Navy have brilliant uh, static displays. The working dogs from the ADF, mm. that's a, a, a joy to watch. You can't believe how clever dogs are until you uh, witness what they do. Yep. And the drone flying, now that was a first in 2019, I think, and the drone flying inside the circus tent yep. is getting a huge crowd. Yep. And these are the add-ons uh, that uh, these people need to be thanked for being involved. Yep. And the sponsorships, of course, everything from the Victorian government, the RAAF, uh, and uh, the, well, the ADF, wholly and solely. Without them and the key sponsors, well, things would be moving a whole lot slower. And having been one of the guys with the paddles telling aircraft where to go as a volunteer for four air shows, thank you for mentioning the volunteers. <laughs> it really is all about, this is an event that's really all about inspiring passion for aviation, particularly when you see a lot of younger people here. Peter, I mean, you've done that for so many years. You've made such a huge contribution to our industry, to, to the aviation community here in, here in Victoria and here in Australia. And I really wanted to thank you for that and to wish you well in your retirement. Thank you. Thank you very much, Steve. And thank you. Grant is coming onto the microphone soon. Excellent. With uh, Madame. <laughs> and Tony. Oh, and Tony. It's not the pronouns I use, but, you know. Uh. Well, and Tony, just in wrapping up too, uh, I'm so happy for you, mate. This Thank is, you. I couldn't think of a better person to be doing this job, so I really hope you enjoy the experience and we hear you become the voice of Avalon for many years to come. Well, I hope that's the case. I really do. We'll see what's ahead, but, you know... Um, Look, Peter casts an enormous shadow, has done an incredible job over three decades. That is remarkable and has brought craft, skill, knowledge to everything he's done. So to see him close up is, is to be truly learning from the master and the voice of Avalon. So uh, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to whatever is ahead. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're in the aviation industry. You could also be spending bucket loads of cash on advertising your business. Well, this won't cost you bucket loads. Advertise here on Plane Crazy Down Under, listened to by hundreds of aviation enthusiasts and professionals who might really like to hear about how your business could help theirs. We'll even throw in some advertising on our website as part of the deal. See our affordable rates at www.planecrazydownunder.com. Just click on the advertising with PCDU link. This is Extended, the ETOPS Aviation Podcast. Here's Peter Johnson. We're in front of the Merlin. Can you tell us a little bit about the aircraft? What aircraft did you fly before? Uh, Suhoi 22. Right, okay. That's quite an interesting aircraft. Mm -hmm. What was that like to fly? Faster. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth Stringer. Make no bones about it. This is still a very capable aircraft. The cockpit's very cramped. You've got leg restraints on. You're sat on a seat that's got explosives in it. Tim Robinson. Uh, also the A400M. Got to go inside and uh, have a poke around with. Just taking me on the trip of a lifetime in a F-18F Super Hornet. Aviation-extended.co.uk And remember, there's no E at the beginning of Extended. Hi, 
Hi, this is Leo Laporte of This Week in Tech and the Twit Network. You know, we don't do any aviation podcasts, thank goodness. I wouldn't want to compete with Steve in Australia's premier aviation podcast, Plane Crazy Down Under. You're listening to Playing Crazy Down Under, Australia's aviation show. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, it was really great to hear there from uh, Peter Mean and Tony Moclair. Of course, uh, you can catch Tony on uh, 3AW here in Melbourne on Australia overnights, uh, Monday to Friday. And uh, he does a great job. He talks a lot about aviation there. And, of course, uh, we talked about his uh, former producer there, uh, Bianca Johnson. Boy, every time uh, Tony used to start bringing up aviation topics, uh, she'd put the mozzer on him. And uh, I can uh, think back to a time when I was in the studio, the first time I went in there with him, and we were going to attempt to do an interview where two guys who are obsessed with aviation were going to attempt to not talk about aviation. And I think that lasted Ah. about 75 seconds before somebody – Happen to think it might have been me actually brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining the bzzz on the producer's buzzer. Yeah, yeah. so um, he's new producer. He's new producer Woody. I think he's a little bit more tolerant of that sort of stuff. So he must be a good bloke. <laughs> and that's not a slide on uh, Bianca either. She's a really top operator too. You know, she's uh, a really a lot of good fun. It was a really uh, great routine those uh, those two used to have. Anyway, Grant, uh, speaking of people with uh, great routines, we're going to stick with the uh, topic here of uh, airshow commentary and airshow commentary at Avalon. And, of course, Peter and Tony weren't the only two people on the mic. There was these these other two people. Angela Stevenson, welcome to Playing Crazy Down Under. I don't think we've ever chatted with you on the show, have we? We haven't actually chatted on this show. No, Grant. no, we've, but we've caught up on various other we have. scenarios. We can chat. I know, right? It's Often. getting us to stop that's the problem, which yes. is probably why you and I are now part of the team here at Avalon on the commentary. <laughs> and that's exactly right. And for this particular podcast, I'm going to be doing more talking right now than you. Oh, fantastic. So I'm going to take the opportunity to talk about you. Oh, no, 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 no. We're talking about you. The audience doesn't want to hear about me. They, In fact, they, they just applauded when you said I'm going to be the one shutting up. So <laughs> this is going to be a first, folks. Sit back and strap in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Angela, we've known each other for a very long time with air shows here in, in Melbourne and around Australia. So last, last Avalon in 2019, I was doing commentary for a couple of acts, but you were on the team, and that was where the nom de plume Angela at Avalon came up. It was, yes, and that was just some bright sparks idea about, well, you're Angela and you're at Avalon, why don't you call yourself Angela at Avalon? Because I, I, I try to keep my private life a little bit private. You know, I am Angela at Avalon, but I am Angela Stevenson, and Angela Stevenson writes for Australian Flying Magazine and for Flight Safety Magazine as and well. Also, you have Angela Wright Speak Fly, I believe. Yes, that's my website. www.rightspeakfly.com. Thanks for that. We'll get it in early. Right in now. Don't worry about the end of the day. I will have forgotten by the end of the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Angela, you're here, you're writing, you're, uh, you're doing commentary, but you started off learning to fly at some point. What gave you the bug? Okay, well, I didn't. I, can I say I caught the bug? I definitely caught the bug, but I didn't start off with a bug. Mm. I used to be a white-knuckle flyer. Mm-hmm. I could not get in a domestic jet without um, some form of um, assistance. <laughs> the, and, the tranquilizer trolley was your friend? Uh, perhaps, yes. <laughs> um, so, I, I, yeah, I had a, an, an incredible fear of flying, and that was back in... Um, 
it, it came on after I had my children, but that's a that's as I said, it's kind of a six wine, mm-hmm. six glass story. So to put it into dot point form for you, I was a white knuckle flyer. I went off and I did the Qantas Sphere of Flying course, and it was at that moment that I I said to myself, actually, I said to the woman that was leading the course, the only way I'm really going to get over this is to get in the cockpit. Um, then I went overseas for 11 years, lived all over the world, um, flew in all sorts of aircraft, started to get interested in different types of aircraft, had a few helicopter rides into some extraordinary places and went, holy crap, I, like, I want to fly helicopters. So when I got back to Australia, that's also a six, what, six wine story, <laughs> but I won't tell you about that, bore your listeners with my private life. Oh, she's leaving us in suspense. I'll show you, there's so much we'll have to come back for in a future episode. <laughs> Um, so I came back and um, I did my first trial instructional flight in a helicopter up at Kippering in an R22 and uh, I had a great time. He let me have it for about six minutes. You know, I was hovering and doing all those sorts of things. On the first go? On the first go. Wow. And I was stoked, absolutely stoked. And got out afterwards, got out on the tarmac and I said, oh, how much is it going to cost me to learn how to do this? And they said, oh, you know, about $100,000. And I said, well, I don't have $100,000. What can I do? So some bright spark said, bright spark said, you know, why don't you um, learn in a fixed wing first and then you can transfer some of your hours over. So then I learnt a jabberoo. As I said to you, this is a long and involved story. Yeah, I'm not sure you want to know this, no, but okay, let's keep going. Come on, you're making it longer by telling I, us that bit. Dot points, <laughs> dot points. I know it's difficult no, to talk in dot points. I Grant. know, right? We do commentary, and all they give us is dot points. <laughs> no, I was, you know, private life. I was just going to ask you for your tax file number and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want the whole six six wine story. But uh, for a while, when you first said it was a six wine story, I thought you meant oh, we, me, uh, Steve, and a couple yeah. other people whining. But you know, no. It's, <laughs> oh, I'm good so, at that. Don't worry. <laughs> so no. you're in the Jabiru, you do your fixed wing. Yeah, I in the Jabiru, did the fixed wing out at Lilydale Airfield. Really enjoyed that, loved that. Um, and um, and then ended up buying an Air Tourer. Mm. Um, so Good I choice. have it's not technically an Air Tourer, it's a it's a T6, a New Zealand built AESL T6. Yep. Gotcha. But if you just say T6, people of course think of the great big stinky. Yeah. Lovely, Harvard. great big thing, and I don't have one of those. So um, you don't have shares in an oil company, clearly. No, and so I have I have, I have an air tour, and uh, the way that I got into commentary was I was doing some. Uh, my my partner is a formation pilot, so I'd spent a lot of time in formation in the right seat with him, and. Then in, at Lilydale in, uh, in 2017, we had an air show. I helped to run that. And Bob Irvine, my dear friend, who, um, who was actually part of the formation, usually did the commentary, said, Angela, you're doing commentary for, for our formation. <laughs> and I said, I can't do that. Oh, my God. He said, you can talk. I said, OK, well, I'll, I'll give it a crack, but I can't promise you that I'm going to be any good at this. Anyway, um, somebody in the at the air show heard me mm-hmm. and saw what I did and said that would be great. And then I got asked to be part of this. Excellent. And that was it. And I believe you've also recently got your formation endorsement. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> but, but enough about me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes, I'm probably, yeah, well, I would be one of Australia's newest formation endorsed pilots, as you speak to me right now. Probably one of the best things I've ever done, Mm -hmm. yeah. Very challenging. 
Oh, the upgrade in skill, the upgrade in, or the the revisiting of, of what confidence is, mm. is probably the biggest thing I've learned about it. Gaining confidence and understanding the trust level bet- between pilots, the discipline that it takes in briefing, uh, the discipline that it takes in the aircraft, and the fact that I now know what rudders are for. <laughs> <laughs> Without having to fly a tail dragger to learn about Without it. having to fly a tail dragger to learn yeah. what a rudder's for. Yeah. But yeah, in my air I don't use my rudder a lot. It doesn't, it just, it doesn't really need it, you know, except when you're on finals or, you know, turning. Crosswind. Yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But yeah. when you're doing formation, you are on those rudders all the time. You suddenly realise what they're for, and it's wonderful. Now, understanding the performance envelope of my aircraft mm. has been a huge learning curve, and that's been fantastic. I'm so excited to get out there and push it so much harder than I have up to this point. So that's been my journey. And now here we are on the team. And Angela, is there anything else you want to say before we uh, go and find the alcohol? Oh, <laughs> you want to hear the rest of the story, do you? Oh, maybe. But we'll leave Steve's recorder apart. You know, like we won't have that running. No, really, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, there is a lot more to the story, but that's, that's all staying in here in my head, Grant. So, yeah, no, look, well, I would say welcome to the team, but it's not really my point, my place to say that. It's not really my place to say that. However, welcome to the team, Grant. Uh, it's fantastic. It's going it? to be very exciting, and I'm just busting my gut for the um, for the public days. Yeah, yeah, I, and to be honest, 2019, the most nervous I was doing commentary. There was a little bit of butterflies on the first day, and then it's just ah, you're in the groove. Yeah was on Sunday when my son was standing just over there watching <laughs> as I'm doing it. But fortunately, he wound up watching the, comp, the you know, Paul doing his aerobatics while yeah. I was... Uh, yeah. But that was the most nervous I was because I knew who was in the audience. Everyone else was just friends and idiots and strangers, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, look, as we wrap this interview up, Angela, now, I've been working with Grant for 15 years, so if oh, you need any tips you. on how to work with him on air, you oh, just talk to me oh, later. All right. and that'll be about a six Can you give me anyway, a dot point version of that? There'll be a lot of dot points, actually. <laughs> Thanks. Speaking of sick classes, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Well, there you go, Grant. And it sounds like you two, um, you know, I, I think I'm going to be edged out here. I think Angela at Avalon is going to be the, the new Steve Vischer when it comes <laughs> when it comes to the dynamic duo, I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, fat chance of that. She doesn't edit. <laughs> <laughs> I think she presents far more professionally than I do. So uh, well done. Well done to you, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, no, it's uh, it was great working with her at Benella, but uh, nah, dude, this show is you and I. Yes, yes. Well, we can always sit here in our studio and edit away and make ourselves sound absolutely superb. Anyway, Grant, uh, let's uh, move on now. We're going to stick to the uh, topic of um, air shows around Australia and, of course, moving away from Avalon, which is the the largest uh, uh, air show here in Australia. It runs every two years. And let's move on to what is uh, widely acknowledged as Australia's uh, second largest air show and, uh, and, in my opinion, Australia's largest grassroots air show, and that's Wings Over Illawarra. Grant, uh, there was a a significant uh, announcement made at Avalon on this year regarding that. There certainly was, mate, and there's some big changes afoot because, uh, well, I, I think our friends at both areas of Avalon and Wings Over Illawarra are doing some deals. So we're here today to announce that uh, Amber has reached agreement with Bright Events, or, or not Bright in particular, to take over the operation of Wings Over Illawarra effectively now, really. Um, so that's a great thing for us. It's something that um, will allow us to further cement our place as, or further I suppose, provide 
the services we want to provide to the aviation industry to support our mission and to really encourage people into aviation itself. The second announcement really is that we are going to change the name of Wings Over Illawarra to, to Air Shows Down Under Shell Harbour. So we're returning to that Air Shows Down Under brand that we had for this show uh, for many years. Avalon 23 will remain at Avalon, but that Air Shows Down Under Shell Harbour brand will uh, commence. And the date for the next uh, Air Shows Down Under Shell Harbour will be the 1st to the 3rd of March next year. So basically, we're going to be running an air show every year. We'll run this air show, and then we'll run the Shell Harbour one, and we'll run it every two years. So there'll be an air show every two years, every year. One will be here, one will be at Shell Harbour. I think that'll work really well for the industry, um, and it allows us to develop and foster um, what Mark has built up over so many years. Um, our particular focus will be that aviation careers, STEM, um, and eventually hoping to build on some of the trade and local engagement that I know the council is looking for us to do. Justin Giddings, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Mate, big news just announced. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, it's good. It's uh, you know I spoke to Mark uh, about a year ago, I think, for the first time, and sat down and you know he was pretty keen to you know move on, and uh, I said, well, we'll work out something that really can allow him to move on and also be good for us as well, and and also good for the show. I think um, we've got a, a you know a good resource that we can really bring up there and do something special with. I think the first one will be very similar to yeah. what it's been. But it'll take us a while just to have a look at what we can do and grow and expand it. I'm very keen to have a look at what we can do from a trade perspective, from an expo perspective. Yeah, and STEM aspects. STEM yeah. aspects, absolutely. I mean, it's got a good base there. It's got a good facility. Haas is there, of course, which is a great yeah, it makes asset. makes it easy. So yeah. it makes it easy, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great news. And uh, it's going to be interesting, the alternating between Avalon and Illawarra, uh, but both under the same banner. That's right, exactly. So we brand a little bit different. So we called Air Shows... Um, down, air shows down under Shell Harbour um, and I think we've used that brand before it's a good strong brand in Australia um, it separates us a little bit from where they are at the moment so we can change things up a little bit but certainly you know make no mistake we're here to develop it and grow it we're not you know, we're not a commercial entity we're a not for profit that is designed to really grow and foster aviation and jobs and careers and we just think that's a great opportunity it's a larger city in the yeah. world, and in, in Australia, not the world, that's right. <laughs> Melbourne's catching, but, but it isn't. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Justin, do you see this as an opportunity for uh, AMBA to expand more into general aviation and promote that sector? Oh, definitely. So, you know, obviously, just with the capacity of the runway itself, we can't do what we do here. So, we've got a big GA component here, we've got 180 aircraft, but really, I think there might have been some feeling in the past that we are all about the military and the bigger side, so we do want to really focus on that. We're doing a lot with parks as well, so, um, but I think you know, this gives us a good, strong base you know, in a good catchment area to really, you know, that smaller to medium-sized aircraft and really pr just promote really the getting the kids in. You know, we, do, we did the kids-free thing here mm. um, and we sold out tomorrow on Saturday. Fantastic. So, so, so important, so important. Yeah, so yep. that's a similar sort of model, but we'll have to have a look at all that and how we do Okay. Anything else you'd like to say while we've got you here? No, I just think the other one was every two years, um, you know, first, first of March, so yeah. it's pretty much exactly the same dates as what this is, but just uh, in another state yeah. next year. So I get to travel a little bit further to get my aviation fix. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Justin, thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thanks, guys. Mark Bright, big news today. The dream, you've done it. Huge news, Steve. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's been, I guess, 
something that Kerry and I dreamed of a long time ago about you know, building it up to an event and then being able to, to, to I guess, to one, I guess, hand it on to someone else. Um, obviously, with COVID and then, of course, Kerry's passing, everything's changed over the last few years. Um, but, yes, I'm um, relieved is probably the best uh, the best description at the moment. It's been um, – the last couple of years in particular have been very tough. But um, I do know – I know – I think I've, I've taken wings over it or as far as I can. Um, the very limited resources I have, uh, both financially, staffing, all those sort of things, there's only so much you can do. Um, I've always run it down to the last cent of the budget every year. And, of course, you run the risk that if the weather changes or, or, or something out of your control, you, you, you end up out of pocket. Yeah. Um, now, by, I guess, with AMDA taking it over, uh, much more resources, much more staffing, uh, contacts, financial backing, um, I, I think it's by far the best outcome for Wings over Illawarra, seeing it growing in the future. Yeah, uh, definitely. And uh, interesting that uh, when you and I were last chatting in November last year and sitting outside on the Monday and... You were saying you'd wait until the new year and see what the new year brought you, but you were sort of giving subtle hints that there would be change, and voila, here we are. Well, yeah, this has been a work in progress. I think I first met with Ian back in November 21, um, and then uh, I caught up with Justin in, I think it was April or May, uh, May last year, and then things have sort of moved on from there. So it's been discussion, I guess, in the background for a while. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so obviously covid Pushed everything back. Uh, yeah. One thing led to another. But, yeah, we, eventually we got it over the line and I'm um, very relieved person right now. Oh, that's fantastic, mate. We'll uh, let you go and catch up with the others. But uh, we, we, we said we had a, a limited timeline and we're going to keep to that. So thanks for taking the time to come and have a chat with us today. No problems at all. And congratulations guys. again. Thank you. So there you go. A really significant change there for Illawarra. Now, I'd heard some whispers around and some inklings that something like this might have been on the cards. So uh, that's really good now. Now, I, I did briefly work for uh, Wings Over Illawarra, so I know uh, the the owners there, Mark and Kerry Bright. Kerry uh, passed away, sadly, but uh, they have worked very, very hard to bring that air show up over uh, many, many years, and they've been through some trials, I can tell you. There's been some years where it's been washed out for weather, and uh, that's that's been very, very challenging for them to get through. Um, I think that uh, ultimately uh, an outcome like this is really probably something that they, they might have hoped for, might have dreamt about, and um, I'm, re- I'm really happy for Mark that, uh, you know, this is this has come about. I think this is going to be a, a big uh, weight off his shoulders. But also I think it also speaks to the uh, the success in the brand that he built as it goes on to becoming air shows down under Shell Harbour. It, it certainly is big news, Steve, and uh, great to see that the Wings Over Illawarra event under a different name will continue, but also interesting that they're going to alternate. So it's not going to be Australia's biggest annual air show anymore. It's going to be the secondary more GA comparison to Avalon. Yeah, no, you know what? I actually think that's actually a good move too. Um, some of the things you find sometimes, of course, stretching the airshow budget when you're talking about exhibitors and uh, people who want to uh, you know, put their aircraft into these flying displays, sometimes there is a bit of a feeling around that they're sort of saving their dollars so they can go to Avalon. I think this sort of really, this process where we're going to space these two events out between each other um, and also being run by the same organisation, I really think that will I think that will go a long way towards you know solving that sort of problem, and it'll give us the best of both worlds. And I think it's also telling in the name air shows down under Shell Harbour. Hmm. 
I wonder if they're going to start doing other air shows around the country called air shows down under somewhere else. Yeah, well, I know that will make the uh, the local council down there at Shell Harbour happy because uh, they were always very keen to have that branding on it. Um, you know, there's a little bit of colloquialism that goes on there between them and, and <laughs> Wollongong and all that sort of stuff. But uh, I, I think that's uh, – I think overall this is a very, very good result. And, of course, you know, there at the uh, Shell Harbour Airport, of course, you've got Haas as well. So, uh, you know, there's an opportunity there to um, – you know, further include them in those displays and, and just really make it a, a huge air show. I mean, it's a great event as it stands now, but uh, this is really an opportunity now, I really think, to, uh, you know, make it even better. So um, positive things there. So well done to all involved. Indeed. Watch this space, as they say. <laughs> well, that's everything we have for you on this episode of Playing Crazy Down Under. Folks, we really appreciate you joining us. We certainly hope you're enjoying this new series of the show. It's uh, been a lot of fun so far to put it together. Again, if you'd like to uh, drop us a line, contact at playingcrazydownunder.com. Or, of course, you can find us all over social media. We've even got an Instagram account now, just to really hop into the modern oh, age. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, you can find us on uh, every type of uh, podcast platform available. We're everywhere out there. And if your podcatcher lets you rate this the show... Please do give us a rating. Yes. Hopefully a good one. Yeah, hopefully a good one. <laughs> we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another show. Until then, Steve Fisher and Grant McHeron wishing you very safe flying, folks. Take care, and we'll talk to you again soon. Find show notes for this episode, along with our contact details and a full back catalogue of shows, at plainecrazydownunder.com. Drop us a line anytime with feedback, story suggestions, or advertising inquiries. We'd love to hear from you. Title music is You Name It by Brian Simpson. Plain Crazy Down Under is a Southern Skies media production. Southern Skies Media.